On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if for some strange reason we start craving McDonald's after watching Loki, if we still crave for Gen V to be better or if we're ba-da-ba-ba-ba loving it, if Craven the Hunter is craving a piece of that Peter Parker pie or just some McDonald's fries. All of that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet that reviews every single live-action television show based on a comic book, as well as some of the animated ones. My name is Cassie, and I will be your host for this episode. I want to thank Mike for filling in last week. Um, He is not here. He has been kicked out of the studio. He knows what he did. Also, um, Caitlin isn't here. That's not intentional. That was an accident. That's my bad, everyone. But don't worry. I do have some other friends here. Ryan, of course, is here. Friend? Friends. Did you say friend? <laughs> Friends, Ryan. Okay, I was about to open up. You can see what I'm holding. It is a can of whoop-ass. <laughs> and I was about to open it up on you because I thought you were going to say frenemy or even enemy. But you did say friend. Um, I would just like to let everybody know. Um, this is hard for me to say. Uh, but it is time to let everybody know that despite... Uh, public appearances between me and Cassie. We have been separated for seven years. Um, <laughs> Ryan, we, you can't let them know this? There's a you lot of things I'm going on in the world, too, right? Is it really the time to talk is about this? this? We, is Spotlight shouldn't be on us. If Jada has the audacity <laughs> to come out and admit it, then we can, too. Um, Cassie and I uh, pretend like we're friends on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but And then we drive home and we go to our separate rooms. Uh, do not speak. But by opening up this show and declaring me a friend, maybe, just maybe, we might unseparate as friends. I mean, right now we have this rule where, like, you know, we like to pretend the studio is, like, fully open. We're all in one area. But there are two separate rooms in between us with, like, a clear glass. um, So I don't even have to be in the same presence as you. But maybe after this we can, um, you know, break that glass down. Maybe get, get a little openness each room is filled with cardboard stand-ups of me and you saying fuck you to each other. So we're going to have to clear all of those out, too. Well, each time you get one, I got to give you double. Like, I got to put two of me up with two fingers, obviously, because I'm not going to let you win that. And then I got to put up four. Uh, let me ask you guys a question. Do you want to introduce anybody else or should I just keep talking? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Just remember what you were going to ask, okay? I don't want you okay, to forget that because I'm sure it's really important. Um, we it's do... fucking gold. <laughs> I, know, I know it's going to be. <laughs> Um, we do have our good friend, uh, Books is on as well. Hey, yeah, it's getting a little like awkward. I chose to sat in the hallway between the two rooms because you guys were really having like a custody battle. And uh, so <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm just right in the middle of all of this. I thought you were sitting in the hall because you wanted to relive like high school days of you just like sitting in the hall reading a book. And you were just like, this is where my comfort zone is. You just called me a friend. And then you told the whole audience that I had no friends. <laughs> like a real friend i call you out immediately um but what that's what best friends do i would say and but you had one friend at all times the book in your hand <laughs> yeah. the truest friend would never betray me 
Um, Ryan, the floor is all yours now for that very important question that um, you had and you were remembering. Oh, back to our actual friends, um, Jada and Will. Do you guys get the impression that when Jada announced that her and Will had been separated for seven years, that Will Smith found out that at the same time we all did? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> The that same way fucking couple. We all did on Twitter, like scrolling down, just like, oh, okay. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I feel like she really genuinely expected it to get like a big, what kind of bitch? The, that's the least wild thing she's ever shared about her personal life. So it was like kind of like a, oh, okay. Why did this even feel the need to share? This is not eventful news when it comes to Jada. <laughs> bitch, you fucked your son's best friend. Like, what kind of reaction do you want from us at this point? Yeah, from there to like me and my husband haven't been together for seven years. Like, okay, cool. Cool. Uh, it seemed like you guys kind of hated each other. You, you don't seem very friendly. Also, you're both in an industry where you constantly kind of live on opposite, you know, coasts or whatever. Anyway, regularly, so like, not surprising. She also said that she uh, thought that the slap heard around the world. I don't know if you guys remember that, but Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. Thanks for uh, the pressure. At the, yeah, at the Oscars. <laughs> um, she thought that that was a bit that she just didn't know about. So <laughs> mm-hmm. her glare and instigation of that of like, are you gonna fucking do something about this? Just c- she was just pulling it to the bit, right? She was just playing into it. That's my favorite response to anything, and what I will use in my future for anything that ever happens that's terrible. I'll be like, oh, I thought it was a bit. I <laughs> uh, I have used that multiple <laughs> times in my life basically all the time i get pulled over by cops for speeding i, I thought we were doing a bit <laughs> this is <a> thing. <laughs> yeah i'll show up to court yeah you got it <laughs> well guys as much as i would like to talk about pop culture and um shit on people with you we do have a task here to do um i know mike's not here to yell at us but we do got to talk about comic book tv which we will be doing uh, today we're going to be talking about, of course, The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. Uh, we're going to be covering episodes three and four of Gen V. We're also going to be giving away another sushi because it is sushi season. And sushi. And sushi. Uh, but before we get to all that, let's go to our main event where we're covering season two of Loki. On the first two episodes of season two of Loki, we pick right back up from the end of season one and watch as Mobius, Loki, Hunter B-15, their new friend OB, and eventually Sylvie try to fix the disaster they're in. This is made harder by the fact that the TBA is divided as some work to fix the time loom so that it can handle all the extra timelines, while others decide that they need to sever the other timelines, killing billions of people. Taste buds, I ask you, how did it feel to get thrown right back into all that is happening on Loki? Dizzying. It was, um, it felt pretty quick paced, especially like for how long it feels like it's been gone forever. And they like threw us into it. I genuinely wondered if I like had even finished season one. Like he who remains <laughs> forgot he yeah. existed whatsoever, which is funny considering his name. But he felt like he was tacked on at the very end of season one. Like he just yeah. came up. So, and so he was not very memorable in the scheme of the whole season. And then, all of season, like the first episode, is all about him and his impact. Mm-hmm. He, like, I was lost. Started this, yeah. I can tell you a crazy part. This isn't big. I completely forgot that there was Loki variants. Basically, what this is fucking based on. <laughs> like literally, the premise of this shit. I was like, oh damn, there was other Lokis. There was an alligator. I was Loki. gonna say, how could you forgot. forget the alligator Loki though? That one sticks in my head. 
that one was so good. And but that's how much I had just like forgot about everything that had happened. And Seriously? then I got thrown back in, and I was like, "This is a fucking good show." To defend my good friend Cassie, who we have been very tight friends for at least the last seven years, um, we have consumed a fucking buttload of media in the meantime. Mm. Um, not a lot of alligators, though. So I thought you would at least <laughs> yeah. remember. And the I alligator. love I love those little guys. Yeah, everyone loves a cute, cuddly alligator. Um, <laughs> I will say that I I felt like I was always at 80% this entire, for both hours of like, I never, I wasn't so confused that I was bored, but mm-hmm. I never felt like I was 100% sure of what was going on at any given point. 80% yeah. all the way through. Which I felt yeah. like I was kind of relying on like the music to tell me how I should feel <laughs> in moments because I was so, like there were moments where I was just, a little too disconnected that I was like, all right, are there violins? Okay, I am supposed to be sad about this right now. <laughs> this like, is sad. This is sad. Okay, it's helping. <laughs> and I, I do think that they will do a good job. Like, through the second episode, which means I already had the first episode of season two to sort of reset myself, I was already like, what are they doing again? <laughs> where, why, why are they walking in this alleyway? Who's this actor guy? Do um, we- and then they would they would reset me and they would be like, uh, Loki would look directly, Tom Hiddleston would look me directly in the eye and be like, uh, hey, we're looking for Sylvie. And I was like, oh, okay. Thank <laughs> oh you. Right. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> uh, and then from there, it's just like, when do I get to see my good buddies Tom and Owen have a little moment together? That's really what we're all waiting for, right? <laughs> yep. They gave us that moment. So they were like, hey, let's go. Let's go talk. Let's go eat some pie. And I was like, delightful. Love it. But the fucking mouth sounds that they decided to keep. (laughs) So we knew that they were like eating the fucking pie. I was like, get the fuck out of here. I can't handle this any longer. Also, was that key lime pie like a disturbingly bright shade of green for anyone? Yeah. Yeah. Like ecto cooler. It's the 50s. You know, mm. so like that's hot the, dogs like the and whole... gelatin kind of <laughs> bullshit. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and like where you would like pin pineapple wheels onto turkeys and stuff. How um, you made it fancy for dinner parties. That's like the whole vibe that they're going for. But regardless, pie already sucks. It's just the worst dessert. Key lime pie. You are now doubling huh. down. You have that's no taste. Waste. I do like pie. I don't think it's the worst dessert, but key lime is absolutely revolting. It's garbage. Could you put some like sour pudding on crumbly dry bread? Let's That's take the like. least enjoyable fruit. <laughs> the kind we like add to drinks to like uh, balance out bitterness and hey, uh, and make an entire pie out of it. Can you uh, what's the fruit that's named after the disease you get when a tick bites you? <laughs> Why don't we make a pie out of that? That Thank one. You. Should we make it taste like the inside part that's a little bit better? No, let's make it taste like the rind. Let's make it taste as gross as possible. Oh, and then also for no reason, throw the word key on top. Nobody knows why. <laughs> Great, thank you. It's festive. <laughs> um, there is, okay, we we're talking about things that we didn't remember, um, trying to pick up the pieces. Does the One Hunter X5... Um, was this guy even part of it? Because the way they introduced him and he came in so fucking hard, I was like, this guy did not exist. This, this is the Brad they're... one, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was not in season one. Okay. Because the way he came in and he instantly like hated fucking uh, Mobius and was like giving him sass, I was like, they're covering their... Like, this person did not exist. So what I can gather, and again, I, I, 
I don't know what I'm talking about. I loved these two episodes. I just want to get that on the record real quick before we dive yeah, in. Uh, yeah, good episodes, even I, though it sounds like we have issues. I wanted to keep watching them. I was confused the entire time, but wanted to keep watching. Um, there's these three like board members, and one of them super bored because he's asleep, which I fucking loved. Like. Mm-hmm. That's such a good touch that we just don't get in Marvel because Marvel can't be weird. That's so weird that one of the guys is just snoring the entire time. Especially while their entire system is crumbling. Yeah. They don't even bother to wake him up either. They're just like, eh, you know. There's decisions to be made, my man. Like, you should wake (laughs) up. Uh, But one of the board members has a right-hand man who uh, I think was cast because... Uh, Owen Wilson can't have the only incredibly weird, broken, beat up nose on the show. <laughs> this guy's weird. This guy's nose gives him a run. It's for the in money. his contract. <laughs> um, and so he is sent to hunt for Sylvie and then gets. It's like uh, Joey Pants from The Matrix. He's like, oh, wait, if I just stay down here, I can, you know, fuck the girl in the red dress and I can eat steak. Uh, you know, like this is awesome just being a superstar. And I think the late 70s is when they said he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we pull, we, we get him back to the TVA, and now we have another classic, smarmy Marvel character. Another quippy, uh, you know, shit-eating grin kind of classic Marvel character. Yeah. I mean, did he work for you guys? Did, he, did you enjoy watching him? I did. You did? Yeah, I, I thought it was... I, I thought it was good uh, balance, because Loki can't be the villain now. Mm-hmm. So I didn't yeah. mind him at all. Episode one, I said, I was like, fuck this guy. Get him off the screen. I hope he never comes back. Um, he won me back more in episode two when he was like more, I don't know, I guess less of a douchebag. Still a douchebag, but like you saw kind of past it a little bit. Um, but episode one, I was ready to like the way he just stood in the back with his little gloves that said oh, X yeah. and five, just like hanging on his fucking like little vest. I was like, fuck. But this you guy. need Get someone him. on screen to hate. Yeah, and I did. I did. So he's actually doing really well. I always have somebody on screen to hate because of the way that the reflection hits my TV. I can always see myself. (laughs) Uh, In episode one, he was like a soldier, like a douchebag Mm -hmm. soldier. Episode two, he is a uh, egomaniacal actor. And so it's almost two different characters. Um, I thought he was great in the interrogation scene. The one thing I didn't super buy all the way is that he would actually be able to warm his way under Loki's skin like that and mm-hmm. get Loki full of rage. I don't... He he was an asshole, but I don't think you could do that to Loki. I feel like Loki's been told so much worse. Like, yeah, you're not even exactly. scratch the surface of, you know, what Loki's been called. Right. Yeah, during that interrogation scene, when he was trying to get under Loki's skin... Um, they were trying to get information from him. He had like a little launch pad or something that he had done other stuff too. And they were like, you have answers. We need them essentially. So when he was interrogating him, I thought kept thinking and it was like getting to him. I thought it was like part of the plan, but then his plan just kept failing, but Mm -hmm. then it was going nowhere. So I was like, is it, or is he just getting annoyed? Um, Loki and uh, Mobius or Lomo as I call them. Um, they are both together. They are a balance, but they're also, now working in this world of mischief, and they're trying to get around X5 and keep him on his toes, but also us, too. You know, like, very clearly the writers like to fuck with us when the two of them are involved. And it's not super twisty and turny, but by the end of episode two, 
they're we're not able to trust them. You know, when when Mobius is banging on the door saying Loki, don't do this, Loki, don't do this. It's all part yeah. of the act. We're supposed mm-hmm. to believe that Mobius is genuinely concerned for what Loki's about to do, but it's all part of the act. Yeah. Um, we do have like so. There's a lot of obviously this thing's all about. Now we have a lot of timelines. Um, in the first episode, Loki was like, I'm gonna say time sick. That's not the term they used, but he kept going between time timeline. Time slipping. Thank you. <laughs> um, and normally during like anything with like time traveling, going back and forth, normally gets so confusing. They did do a good job of just like, hey, here's he's just going back and forward. And I was like, thank you so much. <laughs> I needed this. There's a lot of like crazy terms they're throwing out there. Like I think the time loom and it's this machine that handles all of the timelines, essentially. Like, they were throwing a lot at us that was nonsense, but also you could still kind of follow it. I The time slipping looked awful to go through and then, like, to watch. And there was a couple of characters who had to, like, witness it, and they, were, they looked like they were about to vomit. Um, and it looked very painful for Loki to go through. My question is, do you guys think it stunk? Like when he was <laughs> like, in the elevator, rip ass every time he did it. <laughs> <laughs> like when he was in the elevator, and then he would time slip, and then and then come back. Do you think there was like a smell, like a little funk that came with it? Got to, got to yeah. be. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, we did get introduced in that first episode. Um, their new friend Ob, fucking delightful guys. What a gift we got this season. Did you know he was going to be on this? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, I had no idea. So a true a true delight to witness him. Uh yeah, I mean like he's doing the tour, right? Like he's doing the pop culture car wash of I'm back. I uh have returned to pop culture. I have my Oscar and now I'm going to just I'm going to show up in everything I can. And so mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to take this job at Marvel and I'm he's not that much different than the characters he usually plays, you know. It yeah. would have been cool to see him do something other than a tech guy, you know, fixing things. You know, like I, I do think he has more of a range of character than that, but it's still good to see him. I think people so associate his voice with like joy that they mm. pitfall him and like they, they corner him into a character who's got to be quirky but happy always, or like his voice just has a very joyful yeah. quality to it. I don't but think he can be a villain. No. No. You just automatically love that guy. Right. I love him. <laughs> um, but did you think it was weird though that Kihi Kwan, that's his name? Uh-huh. Kihi Kwan. Yeah, and that like that they put Tom Hiddleston higher than him. So when they had Loki up here and then they had Loki down here. <laughs> Are you proud of all the work that that took? Was that lo- was We like- had a visual aid to help us. Yeah. I don't know if everyone else could, got what you were going for there, but he was putting his hands high. I was trying um, to Loki use my hands. Also, <laughs> um did you see that when uh, Loki picked the pie, he took the bottom one? So he took the Loki lime pie and gave. Great, great. This is what the people missed when we were covering Loki. <laughs> they were like, "Where are these? Where are these jokes? We need." Where em. is it connected? Um, I do feel like episode one and episode two kind of had different paces. Episode one was fast paced, but literally because we were working against a time constraint, essentially, to get Loki like back into the right timeline or uh, present time or whatever the fuck. Yeah, don't um, even try. Just, <laughs> just stop him from being gross on. on screen. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And then the second episode, it was like, we got to get Sylvie. And it just was like 
that was the mission and then the time constraint it started to pick up once every they saw that there was like a whole mission to take out the other timelines and that's when it started to pick up but there was a lot where it was moving a bit slower and it like lost me for a little but it was still still an enjoyable time i I think what's so crazy like i think right there cassie you're clearly explaining why loki the show works and so little of recent marvel works at all and it's because you're saying the first episode they and like uh, these are this is very confusing in a way that marvel rarely is mm-hmm. right marvel is it's, it's supposed to be four children and yet we're all in <laughs> the three of us are in our late 40s and we're still talking about it but um you know in the first episode they were here and they had to go here even with all the timey-wimey stuff. And then in the mm-hmm. second episode, they were here and they had to go here. And we knew the missions. And yeah. they were focused. And we introduced characters. And we had that whole scene with X5. And we were in- entertained by that. And then we had uh, Loki and Mobius. And we were entertained by that. But we had missions and they were focused. And it wasn't just an endless string of random scenes that were supposed to introduce characters for future TV shows and future movies mm-hmm. and had no connection whatsoever. This was a clear story being told over two episodes. Also, each of the missions was very specific to pieces of a larger mission without feeling like, well, you could have solved everything if you just fixed that one thing. They didn't trap themselves in, uh, well, now what are we going to look for? Like, it, it should have been already figured out by now. They, they did necessary small missions for a bigger mission, which was great. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the larger Marvel feels like a D&D campaign where it's like, oh, I don't know, let's just meander, which is, mm. that's how D&D has to work because it's not scripted, <laughs> you know? Th- this because characters stuff's... can do whatever they want on the moment, but this isn't, you know, it's an improvised. Right, it's not improvised, guys. That was, the whole time watching it, I was just like, it felt refreshing to be back here because this, this, I literally was like, this feels like a show that they care about. Like, there's so many shows where it's just like, let's throw shit at the wall. People will watch it. We'll get numbers. Fuck it. Do whatever. This one, like, it seems like people, like, were like, no, let's make a show, essentially. Like, the look of it, it's a consistent look. Everything is fucking rad. There's clear storylines all leading to something. Like, you can feel that it's building to something. And that's exciting to feel again with Marvel. There's something going on. I have a couple of theories. One, um... That Loki is maybe just has a particularly good showrunner where others just didn't. Uh, two, Loki, like based on the whole multiverse of it's part of this new storyline, that Loki is kind of the spine of what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Marvel's kind of freaking out right now. You know, I read the other day that Quantumania they thought was going to be this big hit and nobody liked it. Uh, and I don't know if you guys read. Oof, that's a rough one for him. Oof. I know. Like that that was a shock to them and I don't know why. But that's the thing is I always wonder when they're like, How did this not do well? Did you not did you did not you watch, watch it? it? Did you see? <laughs> they were like, Tell me about it in five minutes and uh, I'll judge if it's good or not. Uh but I don't know if you guys heard the news from the other day, but like they had there's like six or seven episodes of Daredevil done, shot, and they were like, uh, this is fucking terrible and they just threw them in the trash. Good. 150 $150 million down the toilet. Good. That's insane. But, but way also- better, because I feel like last year Disney would have been like, eh, we'll just put them out. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that it was that they had episodes made. I just saw that they said, like, everything's been scrapped. Yeah. Or, like, the whole, the, like, writing, like, everyone was brought on new for it, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oof. But I didn't know they straight up, like, had episodes and were like, no. I That's what I read was that... 
I don't know where all that budget could have gone and less episodes were shot, but $150 million, they just said, it's worth it to flush it. I hope it's good then. I hope they're all, like, after this, like, following the lead of this show, because it's so good. And it does help that, like, your leads are fucking Tom Hiddleston and uh, Owen Wilson. Wilson. Like, they're just, like, they work well together. They both are great actors. Like, they can really carry a scene. Like, the scenes where Owen Wilson is worried about his skin coming off, like, (laughs) so good. Him writing that on the dusty computer. (laughs) I loved it. The whole time, you could tell he's just even silently obsessing over it. In a little moment. His face looks worried. He's distracted, not focusing on what's being said. It's brilliant. It's so good. Um, I think it's clear. We're, We're kind of out of time to talk about Loki. But um, I think it's clear, like, I'm definitely in for this season. It's so good. It feels like Marvel is, not to quote The Walking Dead, but Marvel's back, baby. Um, We're in it. We got it. And I'm I'm excited for this season. Are you guys, you guys are both on board? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Before we cut, though, I do want to go to moments of the week. McKenna, you already talked about mine. The way he just, like, so sadly, like, not saying a word, wrote skin question mark in dust on a computer as they're talking about this big plan, and he's just worried about his skin coming off. Delightful. I was almost a little sad when they made that the marker of how Loki found out he was in the future. When they, d- I wanted that to just be, like, a silent little moment of, like, <laughs> him just, like, if you caught it, you caught it. If you didn't, you didn't. Like, hopefully you saw this. I was almost a little sad that it got, like, a bigger feature because I love that it was just a silent little act of him in the background. Like, everyone's <laughs> talking about, here's what we got to do. Here's how we're going to fix things. And he's like, my skin. <laughs> my, my skin. Also, um, the look on his face when he, all of a sudden there's just a crack on his windshield on <laughs> his costume or his hazmat suit his or whatever. His space yeah. suit. <laughs> And OB, who's like this technical genius, is just like, oh, here, and just duct tapes it, you know? Like, we just duct tape things here. It's the future. He did not question it. He was just like, cool. Like, fine with it. Um, Do you have a different moment of the week, Books, or was that also yours? That was also mine, and sorry for spoiling it for both of us. I did like the line where um, Brad just looked at Loki dead in the eyes and was like, you're a villain, and you're good at it. Do that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, there was one thing. There was a moment in the war room where the interrogator hit us with a make it make sense. Yeah. And there was also fucking uh, X5 said, like, it's you. You're the problem. Like, do they know? They know they're doing this, right? They know they're saying these phrases. This is, yeah, this is all meta talk to the audience. Like, yeah. The make it make sense is please help us with these scripts because everyone's confused. And the you're the villain. I think that's the hack tag of season one is like, no, Loki was the best villain Marvel had. Why are you doing this? So I, mm. I think that they are talking directly to the audience. Gotcha. I don't, what did you guys think of the in the key lime, the low key lime scene where um. Loki was like, no, we all have rage accidents. Uh, I had a little oopsie. They called it the Avengers movie. Like, <laughs> was that OK to do? I was like, hell yeah. Let's I had to rewind because I thought I misheard. I was like, there's no way they did that. <laughs> and they were like, it's literally like somebody wrote it. They're like, you think this will go through? They're like, fuck it. Let's see. Try it. <laughs> they Make a bet. S- for like a decade, they called that like, what are the incident or something? Like the New York, yeah. Out, yeah. the state of New York. So, no, I just had a rage. Uh, I had a rage blackout. <laughs> <laughs> I chose I violence. <laughs> um. Uh, 
Ryan, your moment of the week. I got a good and a bad, Cassie. Um, I love the actress uh, Wunmi Musaku, who plays mm-hmm. X-15. I've seen her in a lot of things at this point. Um, she was in The Last Day of a Chase show. She was in, oh, what's that? One show with the book. Doesn't uh. matter. Lovecraft Country. Um, she's oh, great yeah. in everything she's in. And she's been great in this. She was great in season one. But they asked her to do a lot, I think, which is make us all feel real sad that the timelines were all disappearing at the end. <laughs> and there was a close-up on her going like, we're all dead. Those were people. <laughs> those were people. And it <laughs> The whole time, it's just shown as the shittiest graph you've ever seen of like a line and a bunch of blowing up off of it. And she like really had to sell it of like, no, guys, you have to get it. That that shitty line is a lot of people. We need to be attached to this. I so I have a different take. I don't think that was that much of her acting so much as they never gave us a reason to care about those timelines. Yeah, Yeah. no, exactly. They said let's bring in the best actress actor on on the cast. And have her save our ass. And it just wasn't Try enough. To, it wasn't Lift enough. Lift this. Carry it through. <laughs> um, that was your bad. What about your good, Ryan? My good was I got my the asshole of my mind blown out. I know that I'm a little bit older than you. Uh, there is somebody who I completely forgot about uh, as far as pop uh, culture characters go. Um, Sylvie lands in Broxton, Oklahoma, which is actually an important city in Marvel lore. Um, I have a 10-minute dissertation on the importance of that. So we're going to bump the pull list and Spider-Man and the Shushies tonight so I could tell you guys about Broxton. Um, and she goes into a McDonald's and orders everything and then ends up working there. But when yeah. she first walks in, she walks past a big tree with a smile on it. And I have not seen that motherfucker in 40, 30 years so thank you for showing me that tree again. I forgot that tree existed. I didn't even pick up on this tree. I got to go back and find this little tree. Is he like your Ronald? Was he like... No, fucker. I'm not that old. I had Ronald as a kid. <laughs> Ryan, we're friends this episode. Oh, sorry. No, fucker the friend. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but was the tree like a character? I don't remember. I just remember the face. It was just a smiling tree, which if I showed you a picture of, you'd be like, oh, that's the creepiest motherfucking shit I've ever seen. <laughs> but A uh, lot of stuff from your childhood is the creepiest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. What? Like John Wayne Gacy? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just hadn't. Th- th- with the internet, you're not allowed to forget about anything anymore. You know, like mm-hmm. they're just constant reminders somewhere. And yeah, this tree with a smile. I just it brought me back. It um yeah we didn't even talk about the fact that Sylvie straight up like there was uh, X five chose to be a movie star and Sylvie was just like I want to work at a fucking McDonald's in well, the seventies. She landed in Oklahoma. Working at McDonald's is being a movie star if you're in Oklahoma. <laughs> she is a kick ass employee too. Like yeah. they were like, hey, this is gonna need straws, and she's like, already did it. And you're like, fuck, you should be running that place, Sylvie. <laughs> I do. I know we said we, I don't have time to talk about Loki, but I forgot there's the, like 20 minutes is spent like advertising McDonald's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They better have gotten a check. It's insane. This the is the of Mac time. and me of the MCU. And Which, so you know, now, maybe five minutes to talk about the other humans on all these other timelines. So we actually give a fuck about them dying. <laughs> but no, let's see the entire of the McDonald's menu in the 80s. <laughs> I don't know why this reminded me. I do have one bad, and it wasn't the, like, not timelines. 
I hate when superhero movies do this or anything, like regardless, but with people powers. Sylvia and Loki, all they need to do is grab each other's hands and blow that fucking yeah. room apart. But instead, they yeah. choose to take crowbars and attack the villains one by one. Okay, yeah. let's do like 10 minutes of some kung fu and then we'll clearly decimate everything. <laughs> Which I yeah. thought they were going to go after like something that grabs it, like they needed something protected so they could save. So, no, they just obliterated it. Do you know what? They <laughs> both think holding, and I don't, I don't disagree with them. They both think holding hands is icky, and yeah. they wanted to put it off for as long as possible. <laughs> I can't do that. Literally, like, we're just watching them go into timeline to timeline, killing, as they said, billions of people. We got to care about each of these lines, and they're just casually just like, okay, all right, cool. We're going to stroll on over here, try to fuck them up here. I got a stick I could hit it with, so it's fine. <laughs> We barely talked about this part, the most important part, because I just did. I didn't know who General Docs was. I didn't. I yeah. barely understood. So we Dude, talked Gen- about McDonald's. <laughs> Again, we're out of time. But General Docs had such a weird moment with X Five <gasps> when they grabbed the faces. <laughs> I was like, mother, son, lovers, what is going yeah. on? <laughs> she literally. They had a thing. They discussed like he was like, okay, I'm fucking out of here. I don't even remember what happened. And she was like, come here. And they just like, kind of know touched what to foreheads. do. <laughs> Caressed. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Somebody saw it. Didn't Loki see it? He was like, oh, that's a yeah. bank bank. It made everyone But it was never touched on again. <laughs> never explained. Like, it's, it's got to be his mom or something. Uh, well, that's even if it is his mom, that's still uncomfy. That's yeah. weird. It's very weird. It's very fucking weird. But what else? Unless he's just like banging his superior, which he is a bootlicker. So maybe. In this last season. Are we out of time? In this last We're season, super out of time. <laughs> this last season of Only Murders in the Building, uh, there's a mother and son that just make out on the mouth all season. So <laughs> I, I just assume that at the end it's gonna they're gonna reveal that it's like a facade, like they're clearly lovers. And that no, at the end, they're just mother and son. And that's just <laughs> never explained. <laughs> no, I can't have it. Um Again, we're super out of time. So, Ryan, um, I need a real quick. I t- promised you I'd let you talk about a website that you oh, want to yeah. build. Um, so, but I got to cut it down. Give me a quick, like, 20 second rundown of what this website's going to be, and I'll see if I'll green light it. Oh, uh, you know what it is. Green light. Speaking of green light, uh, we're obviously talking about www.lowkeyslowkeylowkeylimepie.com. Hell uh, yeah. This is a website where you cannot buy a pie, and this does not discuss the TV show Loki. This is a website that celebrates the single greatest comedy moment in podcast history, and it's from earlier tonight when I said <laughs> all of those things. And it's just it's a it's where you can go and like uh, make flash animation um, of me saying it. You could um, maybe write poems about oh, that yeah. moment. The people are gonna want to do that. <laughs> this I, is needed. It's a $50 a month subscription fee to uh, what a, what a, what a, what a steal. Just be on the website uh, just to look at it and then to put your poems up, that is a $100 a month subscription mm, fee. Smart, get them double, get them twice. Mm-hmm. You know what? A smart businessman like you, I probably don't need to tell you, but I'm going to send you over to my friends, cybersprout.net, because they make beautiful websites, Ryan. They're going to help you make such a good website. Everybody's going to be going there. Um, that's because they're well-versed in digital strategy and elegant design. Fucking elegant. Elegant like that key lime pie, bro. They work hand-in-hand with you. They focus on collaboration. It's also easy to manage if you want to get in there make your own little website. They do it. They got custom templates, drag-and-drop tools. Um, but to you, I'd say, I'd say Sabersprout, 
take my baby. This is an important website. I need the money. Cybersprout.net, your partner for Digital World. Coming up next, it's the Shushies. We are back, and it's time to give away another Shushi. We're week two of Shushi this week. Um, Ryan, first week you figured out best ensemble. Mm-hmm. This week, it's down to the villains. we got to figure out our best villain. Um, well, I mean, worst villain, right? Best, best, worst, like, worst, best. Because like they're so they're so good at being bad, they're the worst. Yeah, like there's they've murdered so much. Got to respect it. You got to respect the amount they murder. <laughs> yes, Cassie, you're a fucking freak. Um, by the way, Harley Gold Quinn, star murdering. <laughs> I'm pr- I'm saying it right now. I'm putting this on the board. Uh, Harley Quinn won best ensemble, I believe, yeah. last week. Uh, I there was no resident alien this year, and there was no the boys this year. This is fucking it. This is Harley Quinn is going to fucking crush for the rest of the year. You think everything? You think Harley Quinn has the best villain? You're calling it for this one, even? Oh, uh, I'm saying that they will. I bet you they will win more shishies than they won't. Oh, the, yeah, for sure. They fucking. It's a great show. It's amazing. It's a great. It's a good show. It's good show. It's good. Um, Ryan. When you're thinking of a villain, um, and you're trying to describe villain, what comes mm. to mind? How would you describe villain? Uh, I would say like, uh, where's a hat, headphones, mm. mm-hmm. watching two dogs, um, host podcast. Interesting. I'm just kidding, Cassie. It's not you because you're my friend tonight. We're friends, Ryan. We're well, I, I can't. I, I have to put a post-it note in front of me that says <laughs> Ryan plus Cassie equals friends. Um, no, I will, you know, the classic answer is, and I do believe this, even though it's cliche, is uh, I want you on the screen as much as the hero. You need to be three-dimensional. If it's just, like, money or power, uh, if you're just, like, a Republican, then that's boring. Like, yeah. that's two-dimensional and boring. Um, I I want to, I don't want to agree with your motivation necessarily, but I want to understand it. Um, you know, there has to be an arc to you as well. So it can't just be... Uh, you know, a robot with no rhyme or reason. Yeah. Well, rhyme. You can definitely have rhyme. Yeah, it's fun if you rhyme. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's awesome. Um, Books is our resident uh, smart person who reads. Um, how would you describe All right. Oh, oh. <laughs> Ryan. Yeah, <she> can have it. <laughs> I feel like the villain always has to have some quality in them that you almost root for mm-hmm. in a way, not in a sense that you want them to actually win, but you understand why they're, I, my biggest pet peeve is when the like Ryan said like the one dimensional or flat villains. I absolutely agree. I don't love when villains have no like logic behind their villainous ways, I guess. Yeah. I like knowing the complexity because I think we draw on why are people just shitty people too, and like there's always a complexness behind that too. So, yeah, I think I think that the logic of the rationale of why they become a villain needs to be present for me to appreciate their villain ways. And that's what we're gonna do. We're here to appreciate villain ways um, and see who is the best. Uh, Books, you're gonna help us here. We passed off the nominations to you. Um, if you can go ahead and run down the list of uh, who all is nominated. Yeah, absolutely. So Cassie, um, and I may have misunderstood my role. I thought I was asking you the first yes. villain nomination. I am. Okay. See, uh, Cassie, can you tell us who our first nomination for best villain is? 
No, you no. are telling her, and then she's going to tell see, you. See, and I misunderstood it. my role. This is why I shouldn't. You see, I'm smart, and you know, uh, I I fuck up. Uh, Cassie, our first nominee for best villain is Ben from Heartstopper. Okay, Ben, aka little bitch. Listen, I know, yeah. like, God. He is, he's a kid trying to figure out his sexuality, but my God, is he a fucking piece of shit. Like, in the ranking of Heartstopper people who you wanted to hate, um, Ben's up there because he hurts our precious little um, Charlie. And you just, you can't fucking do that. And then it turns out, like, he's, like, we knew it, but they really drew on this line of, like, he straight up, like, forced himself on it multiple times. Like, fuck this guy. He deserves to get decked. He deserves to get embarrassed on the school field trip in front of everybody um some kids are just pieces of shit and they kind of need to be brought down um gay allies sometimes they're bad <laughs> i uh you know like i don't sometimes maybe it's bad to like bully the bullies but sometimes it also feels fucking good to watch bullies <laughs> eat their own shit sometimes you really need to see a bully fucking go down and god does it feel good when the bully thinks they're the only ones with problems they mm. need that wake-up call of being bullied yeah absolutely and this guy gets told off by charlie and then just disappears from the show and the show is better for it it's so good all right I think it's time we move on to our next nominee. Cassie, our second nominee for best villain is Buggy from One Piece. <laughs> okay. One Piece, get nomination. <laughs> okay. No uh, one saw this coming, right? Okay. One, no. One Piece, um, a show mm-hmm. I famously loved. There is yeah. Buggy. Buggy, there's something about it. Again, the clown that everybody wanted to fuck and they didn't know why. This is a villain who kind of compels you. Like, he's a clown, so he's already scary. You already know, can't trust this guy. But he also, like, he's got to put on a show and he's here for a flair of dramatic. And I got to respect that in a villain. I got to respect a villain who's like, here's my show of freaks. Um, I will chain an entire crowd to here and I will make you guys laugh. Like, I respect it, honestly enslave an entire village just to watch his shitty clown show (laughs) yeah and he's just so unhinged um the way he screams chop chop like that's how like how ryan felt about um luffy whenever he screamed his little dumb shit like that's how i (laughs) that's how i am with buggy um there's something about this clown where he was just so entertaining you did hate him um and he did have like a power like he could just like kind of separate himself and attack you from wherever you got to be afraid of that that's a good villain move um but also then he just kind of is a piece of shit also um shushy lore how many shushies does this actor already have do you know i he's a <laughs> beloved uh, probably four I, i'm guessing like maybe mm. four shushies so he's already going to get that bump. Um, but yeah, he did He did great in the role. And he was one of the, when you think of the villains from this season, like he's one of the ones that always, like I first think of. I think he's probably like the first one I think of. Yeah. That's good to know because the name does not inspire villainous thoughts. So Buggy? Good. Buggy. Yeah. <laughs> Buggy. Uh, all right, Ryan, our third nominee uh, for best villain is Dr. Anthony Vo from My Adventures with Superman. Yeah, um, Superman villains are tough because Superman has a lot of powers. But uh, this guy is... Uh, we, we do get to watch this guy go from crazy asshole human 
to overpowered tech like then he becomes i think i'm thinking of the right guy he becomes sort of like cyborg yeah he like kind of like takes on every time he gets like electricity he gets bigger i think it's that little guy Oh, right. And then just becomes a big building fucking bane that walks across the entire city. I think that's That's the boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then he he just becomes um, more uh, psychopathic, but more possessed with killing Superman. Um, And because Superman, he he was like a uh, crypto techie like guy who wanted all the fame and the power and Superman stole that from him and... Once that carpet gets pulled out from underneath you, then you need revenge. Superman becomes his white whale. Yeah, and then also uh, we we've talked so much about how we love the voice acting in Superman because it's not cartoony. It's not let's get the biggest star, and the voice actor of Anthony Bo, who I should not I should have in front of me, but I don't, um, just has this perfect line between grounded human and crazy cartoon character where he's like right in the middle of those two without ever falling one way or the other impressive all right i think that's enough on dr anthony vo but with our fourth nominee we are not leaving my adventures with superman ryan we are going to talk about general lane superman villains usually people are like superman sucks because in part because he doesn't have any good villains but look at what we have here uh general lane is the daddy the the daddy of the show, the daddy of our podcast, um, Cassie. Like, what what is the arc of this guy throughout the series? I mean, it's always like here's like fucking army general, piece of shit guy, um, hates Superman. Like, is all about like take him down at whatever cost. Um, and then you kind of realize then it's like, hey, he's also a daddy. Um, and then he's like, would you like to be your daddy? And you're like, I absolutely would. And then he's kind of like, hey, I'm kind of a good guy, but I'm also still here to like serve my country. And you're kind of like, well, eat shit. But then he like is like, I got to protect my girl, low. And you're like, absolutely, you do. Um, I kind of respect you. And then he just becomes like your little daddy. Is that the okay. proper arc? Did I follow it? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I think that there are fan fiction <laughs> that are written in the way that you just I think it. Cassie has read those based <laughs> off of... I've written them. <laughs> um, I, I will say this, comparing this to another General Lane from a different show that we watched, Superman and Lois, I think that they sort of wasted it. Like, General Lane on that show spent maybe one episode or two being like, I'm military and I'm mean and I hate you, Clark. Just kidding. I love you. You're the best. I'm going to be your grandpa. And this General Lane is a fucking asshole. Just like militaristic and uh, has this goal. And you can see him realizing that the goal is wrong. That like he set his sights in the wrong place, but it's too late. He's too proud to like come back and uh, change his goal. And like that's the worst kind of person. That's the worst kind of person in power. And that's what he is. All right, moving on to our fifth best villain nominee. Um, We have Lex Luthor from Harley Quinn. Ryan, can you tell us about (laughs) Lex Luthor from Harley Quinn? That's a fucking Superman villain. God damn it. Um, (laughs) Lex Luthor in Harley Quinn. Uh, Again, one of our many Lex Luthors is uh, played by Giancarlo Esposito, I want to say. From Breaking Bad? I'm going to have to say yes to you. I don't know for sure. <laughs> oh, just sit there, Cassie. Don't look it up. Just I, I never learned how to type. I, never, I don't know words. <laughs> okay. You can't read. You can't type. That's totally fine. She can uh, only read fan fiction. 
But this in this season, he became an absolute star by becoming an absolute piece of shit. He appoints, and it's not just like doing evil; it's treating our girl Poison Ivy like a bitch. Um, appoints her to like becoming the number two at the the Justice League or the League of Doom or whatever they are, mm-hmm. and um, just goes full villain diva. Um, takes over the world, basically pulls a Mr. Burns from Who Shot Mr. Burns. And uh, invent something that covers up the sun to take over the entire Earth. Uh, what an absolute asshole in this season. This, I was going to say, first of all, looked it up. It is Jean Carlo. You were absolutely right, Ryan. And also, I did Ooh. learn how to type. Um, it's a miracle. Uh, but he, like, so when I... Because I've been in and out. Um, when I was thinking of Lex Luthor, I was picturing him at his own party when he had all the powers of Superman <laughs> but only used lasers and held a little chihuahua. So in my mind, not that powerful. Not that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also used some of those powers to give himself hair. Yeah. <laughs> give hair. He stole Superman's hair. He just yeah. took it right off. A little curl and everything on his forehead. Beautiful. All right, that's enough about Lex Luthor from Harley Quinn. But Cassie, for our final Best Villain nominee, we are not done with Lex Luthor. It is Lex Luthor from Superman and Lois. Right, I mean, you said there were not a lot of Superman villains. All of your nominees are Superman villains. I, I mean, first of all, <laughs> a couple things. Uh, Superman, people are finally realizing how great Superman is and Superman villains. And also, Mike and Caitlin vote for these awards. <laughs> yeah. They're All right, that explains so much. Fucking diehards for this shit. Um, <laughs> I feel like Superman and Lois, or My Adventures, that's the one we're dealing with, right? Is My Adventures? No, My Adventures is General Lane. This one My is- Adventures has not introduced, well, maybe they've introduced Lex Luthor. We don't know. This is the uh, Ginger from Walking Dead who plays Lex Luthor on Superman and Lois. Do you remember him? I don't, and Caitlin's going to murder me for this, so cover me. Okay. Cover me, Ryan. <laughs> so in the fourth season of Superman and Lois, Lex Luthor gets out of jail. He was put in jail because of a Lois Lane story from, like, years ago. And then he drives over to their house, and he just stands outside, and he's like, I got put in jail because of you, bitch, and I fucking hate you. I'm going to get revenge. And then just dedicates his life to making their lives terrible. He creates a bizarro Superman. He just spends every hour of every day fucking their lives up, and it's crazy and creepy. And on that note, yeah. Cassie, did you have something to add before we we figure out who our best villain is? No, I'm gonna I'm just gonna place a bet. Um, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be um, a Superman villain. Um, I just want to put that out there. So you can go ahead and tell us the winner. I'm placing on Superman villain. It's tough odds. Thoughts, but Cassie, you are right, and the winner is General Lane from My Adventures with Superman. The person that Cassie tonight called Daddy Daddy. 17 times in one minute. (laughs) Daddy deserves it. Daddy, Daddy won. Daddy, come to the studio whenever you want. Um, You can pick up your award. That is it. We've done it. We found the best villain, and now it's time to talk about the other shows. Clapping in three, two, one. We are back for the pull list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. First show starting it off is The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. Oh, I want to do Gen V first. Nope. Daryl Dixon, go. On this week's episode of Daryl Dixon, Daryl and Laurent travel to the (laughs) nest 
Taste Buds, I ask you this. If you had to feed your babies in a nest by chewing up food and spitting it into their mouths, what food would you choose to do? Uh, Is gum an option? If you want to feed your babies <laughs> not, gum, it's not substance. It's the only thing that doesn't sound like it will gross me out if it misses. Like, have you seen babies eat? They, yes. they get it fucking everywhere. <laughs> Is gum a food? I don't think so, but I just know I won't vomit on top of my child after he smears it all over his face because it's gum. <laughs> isn't that what birds are doing? Isn't it borderline vomit? Yeah, it's basically vomit. At Have first, you seen those birds, those baby birds, that when they open their mouths, there's like dots on their beak around their mouth that look like eyes i need to send you guys this picture and the picture of the tree with a face i have seen it's like a defense mechanism right they open their mouths and they look like a bigger bird yeah i'm glad Disgusting. you know this because i think he's fucking crazy <laughs> well, this is a real thing <laughs> um daryl dixon is sundays on amc oh wait wait wait, hold on follow-up question have you guys seen this tiktok trend that Talks about how there is an Orange County specific word. Yes. It, did you grow up in Orange County, Mac? No, and it's the weirdest fucking shit ever. Okay. <laughs> what is wrong did, with you guys? Cassie, did you grow up in Orange County? Nope, and I don't know the word. Okay. So, do you have a word for if you ask for some of my water, okay, and you drink some of my water, but you don't want your lips to touch my water bottle, so you hold it out and pour it and then drink from your pour do you know what that's called a waterfall waterfall because it makes you sense fucking, you fucking riverside hillbillies <laughs> what do you it's call called, it little bitch it's called birdying birdying abs- does not make sense How? it's gross if you think about it because the You're water bottle is the mama bird in and- your mouth and spitting into theirs is this truly just i thought that this was a worldwide thing you're Why insane. would this only be in the this one corner of because the Because Orange County knew it was never going to be L.A., but they wanted Uh-oh. to be known for oh, something. So they here chose this hyper-specific, <laughs> weird-ass nickname for something. Um, but who turned... chose? Who did this? John Orange <laughs> County, the king of the county? It was like, some... Yeah, like, how did it spread? How only in this localized area? Because I won't lie, that is something that, like, a Riverside kid would hear and be like, hey, I want to be more like Orange County. I'm going to start spreading this. And it should have populated up at our schools. Mm-hmm. But by it's so default. fucking weird. Like, you guys had one fucking pervy creep who was like, you know what? Let's call this fucking birdie. <laughs> Do you know how Drink badly... it like it's a bird that's vomiting into your mouth. <laughs> Do you know how badly John Riverside, the king of Riverside, wanted to be John Orange County, the king of Orange County? <laughs> this is specific yeah. to our little area. Uh, yeah, it, it was a desperate <laughs> need because it's instilled in all of us. We were always told we were not good enough to grow up in, a, in Orange County. We, let's, we tell, a- let's tell producer Dave to cut all of this. <laughs> this, this should be deleted <laughs> from the podcast. Again, Daryl Dixon is Sundays on AMC. <laughs> <laughs> our next show is Gen V. On the third and fourth episodes of Gen V, Andre asks Emma for a favor. And the gang meets Tech Knight, whose name sounds like Ted Knight. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Do you know who Ted Knight is? Never heard of him. No. All right. Was he a tree uh, that sat in front of McDonald's? <laughs> okay. With a smile? Listen. <laughs> uh, he's like an actor from the late 70s, early 80s. He's always like, oh, oh. And he's always like the rich guy who's mad at the poor people. Do you, do you, can you guys look this person up? Do I have to send you a picture of this person? Yeah, add oh. this to the list. He's like, uh, 
he's like the villain in so many comedies. I also oh. need you to send a clip of him because there's no way this is the sound that he makes in every fucking movie. <laughs> if I if I went up to wait, anybody, that is the sound he makes. I just looked him up. <laughs> if I went up to anybody that is like ten years older than you guys, I went. Oh, they'd be like, oh, Ted Knight. I know him from the Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, and the Mary Love Tyler Boat. Moore, Caddyshack is his big one. Again, books is coming through and making it seem like you're not crazy. I'm glad you have this friend now. <laughs> uh, Gen V is Fridays on Amazon Prime. That is it for the pull list. Let's get to what we're excited about. That's Spider-Man. Let's go. Welcome to Estaz Bitch, a mini show within a show where we take an in-depth episode-by-episode look at Fox's seminal and underrated early morning cartoon from the mid-90s, Spider-Man. This week, we watched Craven the Hunter. And guys, when we started off, um, we're instantly introduced to just this fucking buff guy tearing up a lab and wanting to kidnap a lady. Like, we're off to the races instantly. One of it turns out thousands of labs, generic labs across New York City. She's she's constantly like, oh, fuck, my lab. I, I got to find a new lab. Uh, <laughs> Lab.com, do you have another lab for me? Oh, yeah, come on down. We have a new lab for you. The amount of time she's in the middle of science and just calls up a friend who's like, hey, science guy, I need your lab. Is it cool if I come over? It's my lab now. And they're just like, of course, bring your science. Oh my god, did your science get interrupted? Well, come on down to my lab and continue your science. <laughs> my lab Considering the way her science continues to get interrupted, it's surprising that people are still willing to lend out labs for her for her science. Like she is burnt all of her friends, all of her science I, friends. New York lab owners. Question number 1 when anybody calls you, do you know Craven the Hunter? If so, hang up the phone. Hang up. But yeah, there's this buff guy. He's named Sergey, um, and he's like, "Hey, come w- come back with me. I love you." And um, Peter just shows up for an interview with this lady scientist, um, Mariah, I believe. Oh yeah, Mariah. And he sees that she's like straight up trying to get kidnapped by this buff guy, and is like, "Well, damn." Um, so he becomes Spider Man. Um, oh, the and. Uh-huh. She like climbs up. She's like trying to get away from him, so she climbs up to the top of the like building because why not? Mm-hmm. Um, that's where you got to go when you're trying to get away. Uh, Escape King up Kong always, rules, right? Because you know that's the better route. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So of course, Spider Man comes. She falls. Uh, Spider Man comes and saves her. Um. And then at that point, um, Peter and Craven they get in a fight. Um. Which ends with him hanging over the side of a building. And at which point you're like, great. That's a wrap on Craven. We've done it. Um, but we find out that Craven has um taken his friend captive. Yeah, but that's like three fights from the beginning, yeah. Cassie. We have so much to go over. Well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> because um uh Spider-Man interrupts this first fight and gets rid Craven's like, Well, I gotta go. Hello, I have to go. I'm Craven the Hunter. And Spider-Man says, yeah, fine, be gone. And then the, the doctor's like, uh, can you save me? Can you protect me, please? And Spider-Man's like, oh, I don't handle domestic disputes. Yeah. It's like, what the f- Sorry, uh, that criminal offense is a little below my... <laughs> that fucking psychopath wearing a lion's head 
uh, is below my pay grade somehow. This is the one where he straight up just yeets him off the building and is very mm-hmm. chill about it, huh? He's just like, what right. help? <laughs> he, well, and he's convinced that's all it took. He's like, yeah, he's gone now. Don't worry about it. Let's take you somewhere safe. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then reminds her that um, domestic disputes are, are not usually my territory. As though that's not a crime. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's just like, look, boys will be boys. If you're... <laughs> don't take ass- one if you don't want to get pushed around every now and then. <laughs> look... Scientists, you shouldn't have been wearing what you're wearing. Otherwise, <laughs> this wouldn't have happened to you. I'm this Spider-Man. You. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Be, you know. <laughs> but we do. So yet, we get a beautiful. Takes... Go ahead. Sorry. We get a beautiful moment of um, they're like swinging around. He's saved her, uh, quote unquote saved her. And they're flying around New York. And they now have to tell us who Craven is. So we get a beautiful moment <laughs> of her taking this chance while they're swinging around New York City. To tell us all about Craven, and we get a flashback to Craven and <laughs> Okay, it's not a flashback. That is a flash show. We got yeah. the whole fucking story. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, we did. In a 19-minute episode, by the way, 19 minutes, a solid eight minutes is in Africa of her just saying, I fell in love with this dude because uh, we were sitting there talking, and a snake came out, and he grabbed it. And then I crawled towards him and sat in a fire because <laughs> animation is terrible to give him a little kiss. Yeah. They, um, they, like, she had to go find a colleague um, who was, like, working on a formula to, like, heal wounds. Turns out that formula turns him into, um, like, essentially a lion, a little beast of a man. Cassie, this is three out of six. Three episodes out of six so far. That have involved formulas that turned you into an animal. Uh huh. Yeah. What is going on? Animorphs in the was fucking huge. Is this it? Animorphs <laughs> is so fucking popular that the creators of Spider Man is like, we gotta, we gotta fucking strike on this goal. <laughs> we gotta turn people into animals, but bro. warn against it. Essentially, we're gonna be on the bad side. <laughs> yeah. Part animal guys? makes you the bad guy. Because I swear to God, if I ever ran into an animorph. About halfway through that transition, I would just beat the hell out of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's not a good guy to me. In the middle, not letting you get there. <laughs> oh, Fred, let me help you, and then just punch as hard as I can. <laughs> like at the point when it's losing its arms as it's trying to turn into something else, like fucking strike then, bro. That's your moment. Because man or woman, powerful, full on beast, powerful. Halfway in between, <laughs> weak as weak hell. Shit. <laughs> punch, just punch the hell out of it. Um, in the middle, of the- that's when it's screaming in pain. <laughs> When we're in this Africa flashback, we see um, a moment where Mariah gets in trouble and is surrounded by, I'm going to say like 48 fucking hyenas. (laughs) All, all of the world's hyenas. (laughs) Every hyena that's ever existed surrounds her and Craven then has to fight. Um, And then we just see this man literally eating dogs (laughs) all across the screen. In the most wild scene I've ever witnessed. He's Do, I mean, would, would you guys agree that, like, uh, I, I've noticed that causing pain to dogs over the last couple of years have, has become taboo. Like, people don't want to watch people hurt dogs. But hyenas, you can fuck a hyena <laughs> up. And Absolutely. <laughs> no sympathy there. <laughs> Is this because of the Lion King? We just don't give a shit about hyenas. Yeah. We know that they're the villains of every story. <laughs> they're like the trash dogs. Those ones are fine. You can take those ones. At one point, did he say hyena, uh, more like byena, and then threw it as far as he could? <laughs> yeah, they really made sure to get that in the flashback. Um, 
We then see after he's defeated them all, he's quote unquote seriously injured, which means his shirt is ripped open and you can see his pecs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's it. That is how he is seriously injured. So she has no choice but to give him this formula that her colleague gave her, even though it's fucked up and she knows it. Um, And he obviously starts turning into a beast. He starts craving the hunt. Um, He then goes full drag and says, call me Craven the Hunter. Um, He just pulls out a full persona and she's like, fuck, I guess this is who you are now. Um, And that... Is she... Is she, like... Is she really scared of him? Or just a little bit, but also horny as shit. For She's him. horny as shit because he keeps that outfit. Even after he gets the antidote, he keeps his, yeah, you he's know. He's still in that. <laughs> <laughs> in his outfit, it is still a ripped shirt so you can see his fucking pecs. But it does have the face of like a tiger or a lion. So you see his little nippies and then you see the tiger's little eyes. So <laughs> and then a full lion's mane. It's just wrapped around his shoulders. It's drag as fuck and I respect it. <laughs> I can't believe they did this. <laughs> Um, we then cut. They always have no choice but to go by another name. Yeah, like well, I mean, I I have a new personality now, but so I have to go by a new name. And this is Dragon Sergio. Fox. No longer fits me. <laughs> I'm no longer Sege. Now I'm Craven the Hunter. <laughs> um, we then get to the present. Um, where Peter has dropped her off at a building, and she's like, "Hey, it won't be safe here. You don't understand. This dude can hunt." And he's like, "Bitch, we're like." on a tall building so you're gonna be fine we're, we're over 10 blocks away <laughs> also, <laughs> like, who the fuck would ever be superman's friend he just gives away your apartment if you just dip out for a few days yeah, yeah i had no idea that this was his friend's apartment he was just like oh i know a guy who lives at a tall building let me drop you off at his place um but she does she realizes that she's not safe there she knows craven's on the way so she pieces out um craven he is a good hunter though so he knows um that she he's like on the scent he's on the trail at the same time this friend comes back to his apartment and immediately gets a call from jameson who's like um why aren't you here why aren't you reporting you got reporting to do and he's like well damn (laughs) i must go (laughs) jameson calls him and says newspapers headlines leads (laughs) leads <laughs> stories he's like okay i know what this means i'm on it boss i got it <laughs> um, wait hold on let me write this down <laughs> newspaper newspapers leads. headlines okay <laughs> i understand <laughs> we um i believe extra then... extra read all about it okay i got you i got you i got you we cut to then uh peter who's at home in a fancy suit uh we find out he's gonna meet up with mary J for a jungle themed fashion show a jungle-themed fashion show, Cassie, you say? <laughs> a lot to unpack here. In he, this week of all weeks. <laughs> he comes down full in an outfit you would never fucking wear. Like a full tuxedo, cummerbund, like purple little get-up. Like it was insane the outfit he chose. And he's like, I'm clearly going to a fashion show. And yes, it's jungle-themed. I was like, what are you throwing so much at me here? There's a lot I'm just accepting. <laughs> But um, he does go to it. He meets Mary J in the back, and he's like, you're going to do great. Um, And then she goes out on the runway, and he's like, "Uh, wow, that outfit brings out the animal in me. And he I... goes, he sees Mary Jane come out and he goes, awooga, awooga, and his eyes come out of his head, uh-huh. and his jaw drops to the floor, and his tongue comes all the way out. What I, What's so nice about this, though, Cassie, because it's a uh, we're watching a drama, a serious drama, is that uh, he's with Mary Jane tonight. 
and no other girl could get in his way. <laughs> no other. Because this is a romance about just Peter and MJ, right? Oh, mm-hmm. y- you would think Ryan. But it, what? Don't you remember there was another girl? And uh, I always what? get these two confused because he's got <sighs> Ryan. He's a bit of a player. He's got a lot of girls. This is the rich girl, right? Mm-hmm. This is the rich girl. Yeah, the rich girl is there because she is obviously throwing this jungle themed um, fashion show for charity, I believe, uh, is what rich people do. Uh, so <laughs> she like runs into him and she's like, you're going to take me to the after party, right? And previously, Mary J was like, hey, let's skip the after party because I want to bang. So he was like, uh-huh. oh, what do I do now? Um, I've got this whole situation. Luckily, he doesn't have to figure it out because Craven comes busting in. And so I didn't grow up with Craven's busting in like that. <laughs> that's not my experience. But the whole like fucking fashion shows, uh, rich girl model, both coming after me every night. Like this was my every night, guys. You can only like, imagine. This, this episode speaks to me in a way where like finally I am seen on camera. You are there. You know? like, <laughs> it must have been so difficult to not have this representation. Yes, Until finally, now. like, a show <laughs> sees me for who I am. And that, like, uh, there's this drama of, like, soldiers going off to war. Oh. Or, like, uh, police who have to, like, beat poor people. Like, But finally, like, there's a show that's, like, what is it like to be a college student who dates a model but then also a rich girl? It's it's so hard. I'm glad you have this. Um, I'm glad you can always have this and go back to it whenever you need. Uh, but yeah, he's in this dilemma, and then Craven comes in. He takes the stage. He starts yelling for Spider Man. Um, everybody thinks it's part of the show. They're very entertained. They get this is now rich people are so fucking stupid. <laughs> Can we talk about the comment of when he makes his entrance? Yeah, absolutely. There is the most savage person, aka my absolute hero, who he comes in in his drag outfit. Let's be clear again, and she's like, "Oh, it's the guy from Cats." Fucking got him. The guy. <laughs> the guy from Cats. <laughs> like, there's one guy in Cats. Like, I don't... There's so many cats in Cats. I don't know which one you're talking about. <laughs> but he's just one of them. He's kind of a forgettable one, clearly. And I love that that's her first thought. But Craven didn't hear that, but I did. And I could never look at him the same again after that one person said that. Like, she read him down so hard. She was like, this is a nasty little outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Must have come from cats. <laughs> Not only could I now the see off Broadway version, asshole. the like down the street yeah. phony version, the alleyway version. Yeah. But now Craven is now in my head, Mister Ramble Shankles or whatever their Skimble fucking Shanks, names are. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but this is now they get in the fight. This is the fight that I wanted to jump to. Um, they obviously go to the outside of the building because why not? Um, Craven. Then hangs from the ledge, and that's when he's like, yo, you know your boy, um, I got him. Your boy Robbie, by the way. His name is Robbie, Peter's friend. Robbie Robertson. <laughs> Robbie <laughs> Robertson. Um, the guy who Jameson called away to go on reporting. Craven kidnapped him, and he's like, if I go down, um, so does your boy Robbie. And now they're like, well, damn. Um, Craven says, meet me up at this spot, uh, and we can like have a showdown or whatever. So they just kind of go their separate ways. Um, yeah, yeah. he's got to bring the girl. He he says bring bring whatever her name is, Doctor Scientist. Oh, Mariah or something like that. Yeah, Mariah. Yeah. That's yeah. his condition: is come with Mariah or don't come at all. So Spider Man then has to go find Mariah while Craven sets up just a straight up trap. 
just like working on like like how you would trap a bunny like he's like let me put a carrot underneath this box i'm gonna fuck this guy it's up. gonna fall right on you <laughs> um you put a net uh, a net over like a hole with spikes in it you put like a, a lasso on the ground yeah. that when you step in it it, it like swings right up, up. All, yeah. all the classic. All the cartoon classics. <laughs> he got them all. He knows them all. They're out there. Um, this is one of the times when we cut to Mariah. She's working on some goo, and she's got to transfer to another science lab. Um, well, look, Cassie, there's there's stuff in one beaker, and you have to pour that into another you, beaker. You fucking got it. Do it. That's how science works. And when you run out of beakers, you need somebody else, else's beakers. Uh. Um, then we go back to... Craven, he's put Robbie in a cage because he is obviously there's a cage and there's lions because why not Craven do Craven? Um and then Spider Man, um he's like looking for the dock and he's like they're like, How do we show that time's getting late? Um he straight up lands on a clock and is like, I'm running out of time uh while he is on a fucking clock. And he can't find her and he's like, Hold on, I gotta change my plan, I gotta hunt the hunter, he must become the hunter. And now everything's fucking changed, you guys. Um, he somehow, he's like, of course, I got to go to the African exhibit um, that just exists. He sees an ad for the zoo. <laughs> and, and it's inspiring. And doesn't this speak to the power of advertising? The power of media? <laughs> I it gives you all of the answers. <laughs> I missed the part where he saw a billboard. And I thought he just randomly was like, I know there's a building that just says African exhibit somewhere. <laughs> Hey, Spider-Man, go to the zoo, please. Um, So he shows up there. He sees that his boy Robbie is um, bait. It's all a trap. But he's like, I got to go in. I got to do this. Um, I think that there's just like a whole little showdown. Like at first he runs into a rhino um, because. Yeah, he fights all the animals. But the Mm -hmm. most important part of this entire act three is that Craven, the hunter, our big burly Russian man uh, says most of his lines from uh, behind bushes where they perfectly cover his face. <laughs> and that is so adorable to me where he will be like, Spider-Man would be like, Craven, come out here. And Craven will run behind a bush that will perfectly cover just the top and bottom of his face and be like, no, I won't. Bye. <laughs> and then run to another bush. And he just keeps doing this for the entire night. That's how hunters do. That's an elite predator right there. <laughs> and then he'll run out and he'll pull like an AK-47 out of his <laughs> tiny vest. And then he'll shoot that and throw that away. And then pull uh, a cannon, like a Civil War cannon, out of his <laughs> tiny vest. And then he'll shoot that and then he'll run away. Like, at some point in this, he pulls out a smoke bomb. Like, I didn't think Craven would be working with smoke bombs, but he mm. absolutely is. Um, it doesn't do much because, again, he has spidey senses. So he's like, fuck They you. only work once, though. <laughs> yeah, only one time. Um, in the middle of their little scuffle, Mariah comes running in because she's got the antidote. She has made the proper antidote, the goo, all the science has paid off, and she can finally like heal this guy. Um, but she comes running in, and she set off one of those traps that he set out of all those traps. And that bitch gets soaked with water like <laughs> Katy Perry at the Nickelodeon Kids' <laughs> Choice Awards. Slime. Like she, she gets hit in the face with water so hard. She somehow and Craven goes, "Yet, <laughs> no, my love." 
Yeah, she sets off like all these traps. Like Robbie falls from the waterfall into the alligators. She is now with like fucking lions. Like it all goes to shit. She steps on a rake, which leads her to a step on another rake, which leads her to step on another rake. <laughs> Truly embarrassing. Um, <laughs> That's the biggest problem. It's not the death. It's the humiliation. Yeah. Like, it's so She's like, oh, I hope nobody saw this. We all did. <laughs> oh, we all did. This is going to end up on TikTok. <laughs> um, Spider-Man goes to save his boy Robbie while Craven obviously got to get his girl. Um then spider-man has to help him he just kind of like puts up a gate again to like put the lions back and we're all good we're all set that's all handled now um but craven again very hurt you guys and again you Mm -hmm. just see his pecs it's all it means is you see more pecs oh my god my muscles (laughs) bulging um but she gives him the antidote and he's just like he starts to become human again, and then we cut to Robbie, and he's like, why the fuck am I here? And you're like, great <laughs> yeah, question. Because <dude. laughs> he doesn't know that this is Peter Parker. Yeah. So this is fucking crazy for somebody like Robbie Robertson. Um, she pours the antidote into Craven's mouth, and he reacts like me when I was five-year-old drinking cough syrup. Like He's like, oh, ew, cough. It's so gross. Again, an elite predator, Craven the Hunter. He's yucky. Um, But yeah, he's all better. They like sail off. We're like in the next morning, and they're like sailing off on a boat. And then um, while they have this good love story, we just, of course, got to cut to Peter being a little bitch. And it's just like, <laughs> what the, like, this was my night. Why isn't my dick getting sucked? Like, what the fuck? He's seriously like an old man feeding bagel bits to pigeons. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. I, I, I knew what the CIA knew all along. Like, why didn't anybody love me? Yeah. Like, shut the fuck <laughs> up, shut dude. The fuck like, up. You had two dates last night. Shut the fuck <laughs> and you left them both. <laughs> yeah, you just dipped on them all. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is the end of our episode. It's literally him swinging around New York complaining that um, he just can't get no love. And that is our fucking episode. That's a wrap on that. Um, I now got to go to Webby's, you guys. Uh, the first one I'm going to start with is most 90s thing. McKenna, what do you have for most 90s thing? I have, it's at the fashion show. It's Mary J's outfit. And it is definitely the fact that she has a matching leopard headband to her like formal wear dress. <laughs> yeah. And it's just sticking up all her hair in the most wild way. But that's, it just looks beautifully 90s. So, you know, ready for aerobics at any time, but also ready for a gala. And she's always ready for aerobics. If there's one thing we've learned about her, she's down at any moment. Um, it's also like very Josie and the Pussycats, like the way, like it was mm-hmm. supposed to be this elegant thing. And she literally just came out with a dress and a wild headband. And I was like, what's happening? I thought we were going to get a little pop song mon- montage or something. I was ready for God. it. What a dream. Uh, Is she barefoot? Oh, probably. I honestly didn't uh. look down, but that would, that would, I fit. was very distracted by the headband. Uh, Ryan, what do you got for most nineties thing? Uh, at some point I'm going to assume Jameson. I can't remember. Um, goes to listen to their messages and they have an answering machine with over 1000 buttons on it like you just in the (laughs) 90s you had to have the most complicated answering machine possible yeah so when you put it on the resume you could put like i worked on a thing that had 100 lines yeah (laughs) that was literally 
a skill that you could have is answering machine <laughs> or phone. I know how to work a phone. I do phone, and it has a lot of lines. So uh, I do phone. <laughs> if you want to know about You me. know a person has not updated their resume in the last 20 years if they still have phone as a skill. <laughs> it's like how you know uh, hotel I... sucks when it says color TV in the front. Yes. <laughs> um, those are great answers for most 90s things, but you guys, uh, I think I'm going to win it here because... To me, the most 90s thing was Craven straight up looking like Freddie Mercury. Like, put them side by side. That bitch, that bitch. Like, <laughs> they just copied him. Wait, king of the 90s, Freddie Mercury? <laughs> was he not the 90s? I don't think so, dude. No, but- he, like, died in the 80s, didn't he? <laughs> no way. He might I mean, have died in the 90s. Wayne's I- World brought him back with Bohemian Rhapsody. This is devastating so, to me because I thought I was going to I could be way off D on this. On this. Um, now he that- died in 91, so yeah, he's not exactly. Okay, okay. He swept the 90s in that one year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess um, since I confidently claimed that I was going to get it, I'm just going to give you guys both two points and walk away in shame. Um, great job to both of you guys. R.I.P. Freddie Mercury, you real one. Our next one is Best Web Zinger. Uh, Ryan, what do you got for it? Uh, at the end, he says, when uh, they're sailing away, the villain and the scientist, he says, I feel like I'm trapped in a Danielle Steele novel. Good one, Peter. <laughs> you fucking did it again. There w- Danielle Steele novel. This could have been a nominee for the 90s award as well, but <laughs> Danielle Steele novels were uh, like 700-page books of people fucking... You could still find them oh. in grocery stores. Okay. Really? The right is one, st- yeah. <laughs> Daniel Steele is it? Because I, uh, if a place sells books, I'm going to scan those book titles. Daniel Steele is still out there in some like Vons, and it's yeah. Damn, they girl. are thick too. Keep cashing those checks. <laughs> there was so many references like this where it was a very specific person, and I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure, Peter. Oh, that's like Moody Maru from the show Up and Above. <laughs> Um, McKenna, what do you got for best web singer? I had uh, we kind of already mentioned it, but it's when Spider Man says uh, that Mary J brings out the animal mm. in him. God, during oh. the fashion show, he yeah, always knows exactly what to say where it's just creepy enough. Where you're like, it's Ugh. so fucking creepy <laughs> that you're just like, if Mary J could hear you, she'd be running the other way. You're lucky that you know. <laughs> Jeez. You know what, Peter? Just say that. Uh, just say that you have a boner. Just say, be, I would feel so easy? much better if he just said, "Wow, I got a boner." <laughs> wow, I have a boner. Uh, Is that better? Yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah. <laughs> uh, for best web zinger, guys, I gave it to the girl who commented on Craven as soon as he walked in and said, "Look, it's the guy from Cats." It's obviously. <laughs> It's a beautiful moment. Uh, I have it written down as just a note because it's like it's, it's so good. It's beautiful. Um, I love that moment, so I'm going to give myself a point for that one. And because I still feel bad about my first one, so I need something <laughs> here. Thank you very much. Our next one is best kung fu grip, aka best use of power. Uh, books. What do you got for it? Uh, I. It's actually the lack of powers that I really liked. It's when his web thing breaks and he has to hop on top of gators. To oh, yeah. escape the little Gatorfield pond. Really loved that. And he was real proud of himself, too. He was like, even without yeah. webs. Yeah. <laughs> Look at, I'm still bad as fuck. And like, you just like hop it on top of the little. <laughs> Can't keep but it. But also, down. one of his webs thing is broke. He has so he the just other had one. to use the other one. <laughs> 
fucking Peter, dude. Impossible. <laughs> he also just falls from buildings regularly without using them, you know? So, God, God, he sucks. <laughs> um, Ryan, what do you got for Kung Fu Grip? Oh, it's Detective Skills here, Cassie. Oh. He, uh, we talked about it already, but he stops in the building. And he's like, oh, wait. I have to become the hunter. But how? That's the question, dude. Yeah. That's what you have to figure out is fucking how do you do that? that and then, of course, sees the uh, advertisement that says, uh, you belong in the zoo. And he's like, I should go to the zoo. I should take Aunt May to the zoo. Wait a minute. Craven would like the zoo. There it is, buddy. He did you it. You got there. You got there eventually. He's always learning a new skill. I'm glad he finally got detective on there. He could put that one on his resume now. Um, I have the power of yeeting dogs um, that Craven is really fucking good at, you guys. Ah, <laughs> He just kind of like was showing off. He'd pick one up with one hand, throw it over. Um, and it was. I love the camera angles we got for that too. Sometimes they flew right at us. Yeah. Sometimes off to the side. So and then we got. Did we talk about? Did we talk about Mariah's gorgeous red locked uh, former partner, the first guy to take the formula? Oh no, we did not. Who she went out there to find, and then he just came out of the wild as like a half man, half lion. Yeah, anamorph himself, a little anamorph. <laughs> Another thing, more nineties than what I said. Yeah, <laughs> Cassie. Literally everything we've said so far was more nineties than 90s. fucking Freddie Mercury. We have fun here. Um, I'm going to give that one um, to books. Books. I'm going to yeah, give probably. Probably don't insult Cassie as she's awarding points. Yeah, that's, that's what I just right as right it now. came to it. So fuck your detective skills. I'm giving books three points for that. Yeah. Um. Our next one is I'm walking here, aka New York is a character, aka most New York thing. Ryan, what do you got for it? Oh, I got two here. Can I give them both, or do I have to pick? Um, pick your favorite, and if at the end I don't like what anybody said, we go back to yours. All right. Uh. The most New York thing is if I'm a New Yorker, and I know this has been talked about so much, but I have to do it. If I'm a New Yorker, I have to talk about how I'm in New York. I got to talk about Broadway shows. It's the guy from Cats. It's the guy from Cats. That's the longest running show in Broadway history. The guy from Cats. Uh, McKenna, what do you got? I had the same one. It's so New York to assume a random man in a lion's mane must be walking off the set of cats to come to the fashion show. Like, it's just that associative. Not that he's part of the fashion show, which is fucking Animal Kingdom themed. Mm -hmm. No, no. It's definitely that he just walked off of a Broadway set. That's such a good point. Also, I want to do do some research into, like, the NYPD books or the computer and be like, how many people were stabbed right after saying... Hey, it's the guy from Cat. Because I bet there's like <laughs> 70 people who have been murdered right after saying that. Uh, I got a different one. Um, mine is the moment when um, Craven uh, calls New York a concrete jungle. Um, that was my other one. And just like how proud the writers must have been and everyone just like fucking high-fiving each other. Like we fucking No one's it. ever thought of this. <laughs> we got it in here. We put Craven, who is in the jungle, into New York. And that's a concrete jungle. Craven was like, I, uh, uh, I've noticed that uh, uh, jungle is like other jungle. Yes? Yes. Uh, jungle is like jungle. 
And Robbie Robertson's like, uh, no, this is a city. This is called New York. And Craven's like, it's concrete jungle. It's, it's exactly thing. the same. It's concrete jungle. All right, Craven, settle down. Buddy. All right, buddy. Um, but since you guys both got that one, I guess you guys must be right. I'll give you both two points for that. Um, that takes us to the end of this, unless somebody has a bonus mystery note, unless we're getting rid of this one, because it's not... It's gotta go. It's gotta go. We just don't... It's gotta go. We know what we're talking about with this show, so that takes us to the end of this. I got a pity point. I gave it to myself, so I got one point at the end here. Ryan, you got four points, and Books has six whole points. Oh! She, I'm so fucking proud right now. She came in here and she destroyed. Um, you are the champion. Take this trophy. Enjoy it. I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make it a point to just win every single time. I'm on this show now. Crush Ryan. You do it. it. Yeah. It's. It's already been my life goal, so it's not hard to you know. You're. I feel like that victory means that McKenna should have to do the outro. The entire outro. Herself, this is your gift. As Ryan. <laughs> As right, so I just have to insult Cassie a lot. Yeah, but we're friends insult. this episode, so kind of work <laughs> that in because we have that lore going on now. You have that lore going on. Okay, so insult, but then be like, never mind, and, uh, Cassie. Compliments as Ryan style. Yeah, like gotcha, gotcha. Um, uh, I don't. We do have um, some websites, and um, if you want to take the websites, is the hardest one. If you can name a single website attached to us, um, you will be the MVP of Superhero Show Show. I don't think I can. I witnessed you struggle over this so many times, and I know one of them ends in She's Ryan. (laughs) She's insulting. (laughs) But you know what? You try and you recover because we're friends. Fuck yeah, she did so good. Uh, 20 extra points for nothing at the end here. Uh, Ryan, can you please tell us about some websites? Popfilter.co is the website. That's the home base. That's where you can get everything that you want. It's not the best place to get anything, but it is a place to get everything. Popfilter.co, that is the headquarters. Popfilter.co slash Amazon is your new bookmark for everything that... um, you buy from now on that would be awesome for us bro Bruh. i think that's that's it the, our patreon is coming back what so get ready for that get your credit cards out because the patreon is coming back bam, 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 bam. uh books i feel confident in this you have been on another show on the network so why don't you tell the people about that other show if you like movies and all things movies, you should check out Movie of the Year. Uh, they are still on 1973, I believe. They are rounding up. No, they're just finishing all movies from that year. And uh, No, we're barely done. Books' episode of 1973 just came out. Okay, so yeah. You barely are done. And you'll be rounding no, out. In- halfway through. Oh, you're halfway through. See, you used to check it out because there's a lot more to be discussed about 1973. They're going to determine what the best movie from that year is. And uh, they've done other years, too. They're all pretty random. Uh, So check out other years as well. Movie of the year. We also have social media. We're um, at... We're on social media. Find us some way. You can do it. I believe in you At your pop filter on Instagram. (laughs) Hell yeah. Um, And that's the only one we care about at the moment. And then contact at your pop filter. 
that's our email. You can send us um, any comments you have. That's our, uh, if you want to say how good of a job I did on this one, um, that's where you want to send that compliment to. If you want to say how bad of a job Ryan did on this one, um, that's also where you want to send that one. Um, and that, yeah, if you want to give me a congrats for winning and kicking ass, <laughs> you can send it there and they won't pass along that message to me. We will throw it directly in the trash, but thank you for sending it. Um, we will print it out. <laughs> and throw it in the trash <laughs> directly uh that is it for this episode though next week you guys doom patrol will be returning and who else is coming with that return paul from the waiting room waiting for doom podcast uh he's gonna be back so be sure to catch that episode but that is it for this one for mike i'm ryan for ryan i'm mike for books i am me and for caitlin i am me bye everyone bye